The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kabalik. It is Thursday, December the 30th. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. Visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha has the day off today, and I hope with this rainy, gloomy Thursday morning, she is sleeping in because that's all I wanted to do this morning uh, when I had to roll out of bed a little bit later than. I probably should have been, but uh, thankfully, we still got some guests here on Panhandle Live this morning, and joining me on the phone is Matthew Umstead, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley County. Matt, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Jordan. Very well, thanks. Absolutely. So you're uh, about to start getting pretty busy here, uh, well, really in the next few hours, because the Berkeley County 250th commemoration is getting started tomorrow. So uh, before we get into you know the plans that are immediately ahead of us, can you let some people know, maybe if they're just hearing about Berkeley 250 for the first time, kind of what's going on and what it's about? Yes, um, 2022 marks the 250th birthday of Berkeley County. Um, the actual birthday is May 15th, 2022. Uh, we're planning a series of uh, celebratory events throughout the year um, and uh, a very big birthday weekend uh, celebration, May 14th and 15th, but uh, events around West Virginia Day, Juneteenth, uh, as well as uh, the July 4th holiday weekend. Um, and other events uh, leading up to May uh, include uh, some events and activities in April with uh, some planting of some 250 trees, or at least beginning to plant them uh, in April, and, and a uh, really fun Explore Berkeley Challenge event uh, being uh, organized and uh, held in collaboration with James Rumsey uh, Technical Institute students. Yeah, it seems like you guys have a ton of pretty awesome and informative uh, exhibits and different events throughout this whole year coming up, and I'm pretty excited about them. But what I'm excited about is everything that's getting started with the Discover Berkeley History Exhibit uh, down at the Martinsburg Public Library tomorrow. So uh, this has kind of been in my head a lot recently because I've been seeing uh, all the videos coming out of Richmond, I think, where they're pulling out all the time capsules from all the old uh, monuments. So is that kind of what this... Uh, ex- exhibition exhibits going to be like on the 31st just kind of seeing all these old relics and things from you know Berkeley County over the years yes it's it's set up as a timeline uh, we, we uh, I actually visited the the, the uh, exhibit site uh, yesterday and uh, walked through the site with uh, another uh, news uh, media organization and uh, we uh, it basically it's set up uh, it takes uh, visitors through uh, a, a, a from uh, the early 1700s to the modern day, uh, and looks looks forward actually to 2050, hmm. uh, and uh, various uh, highlights of, of Berkeley County's really unique and special history are 
are, are literally uh, denoted along the timeline. There's also uh, four special, uh, well, actually more than four, but there's there's actually multiple display cases, exhibit cases that are uh, secured with uh, special uh, items that, uh, you know, historic items that are, you know, on display as well to complement the timeline. There's also some, there's also, I think, four or maybe five, it's either four or five video um, uh, where uh, video uh, uh, recordings of that display or, you know, tell uh, stories about uh, various slices of Berkeley County history, also part of the exhibit there as well. So it's a very, um, it's very spacious exhibit. Mm -hmm. It's very laid out in a very accommodating way. You don't feel like you're crowded uh, when you go through, um, you know, there's lots, there's actually some benches to sit down uh, and uh, listen to and while you're watching uh, the, some of the, you know, the videos play, um, you know, so you can really kind of take your time and, and uh, relax and enjoy the, the experience. Obviously, New Year's Eve, uh, our kickoff grand opening on Friday, starting at two fifty p.m., there might be a little bit more of a crowd there. Right. But but if you're not, you know, and if you and if you're not feeling comfortable with that, given the circumstances of, uh, in which we live at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, you can always come back on a quieter day and really take it all in. Probably in a much more um, maybe a, even a you know more relaxing environment. Um, so it's really well done. I have to credit the staff at the library for putting together an excellent uh, an excellent exhibit. Very very. Um, very well done. Uh, really, really impressive. I uh, can't say enough, and I would encourage all Berkeley County residents and even uh, welcome Jefferson and Morgan County residents to come over and uh, learn about the earliest days of their of their area, uh, because uh, those areas were part of Berkeley County mm-hmm. um, originally. Again, speaking with Matt Umstead, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley County, talking about the Berkeley County 250th commemoration. Now, I think last time we had Jim, we tried to get you to kind of, uh, I guess, preview a couple, you know, cool items or something that were going to be on display here at the library. Since we are just a few short hours away from this opening up, do you, can you give us maybe a little taste of maybe one pretty cool thing that you wouldn't, that people wouldn't expect to see uh, at this uh, exhibit? Well, uh, there, there's actually without spoiling a- too much. <laughs> There's a special display, uh, uh, really uh, devoted to Morgan Morgan. Um, and uh, if there's anything that you did not know about Morgan Morgan, who's considered the earliest uh, colonial settler in what is now West Virginia, hmm. uh, he settled in Bunker Hill. Uh, there's a special display there at the, at the exhibit for him and about his uh, settlement in the southern Berkeley County area. And uh, really phenomenal story about how he acquired a 1,000 acres. And people say, well, that's a lot of acres. But when when you do the math, it actually is a 1,000 out of of several hundred thousand acres, uh, or I should say probably uh, two, three, four, or 500,000 acres of the original Berkeley County. So a 1,000 acres... (laughs) That's a lot. Uh, from 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 King George the uh, I think it's the second or third. I think it's the second uh, where he the actual record uh, where that documents uh, his acquiring that acreage is 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 there. Hmm. You can view a copy of it and it's all blown up and uh, you can read the actual language of it. It's really kind of neat and for the history folks out there, you know, you're going to really enjoy just, uh, you know, reading some of these uh, original documents that have been copied and, and, and very nicely displayed there. And it's really, really cool. And Morgan Morgan is a, 
interesting story because he's connected to his uh, family's connected to the founding of Morgantown. So right. for so people who might be from the Morgantown area, they might take a special interest in, in that exhibit as well as part of the display that is currently in place. Wow. Now, uh, I, I was saying earlier, I've been kind of encapsulated, if you will, pun intended, by the time capsules that they've been opening up down in Richmond. Now, uh, are there any of those time capsules around here that you know of that might be getting ready to you know, be popped open? I don't think at the present there's any that are in the immediate future mm-hmm. for that kind of reopening or revisiting. Um, I know there is there is at least one time capsule on West King Street I'm aware of. I know really? for for a fact it it's a there's an apple sculpture that is in front of the interwoven mm-hmm. uh, complex that uh, where there's a time capsule placed there. Um, but I don't believe that is, I, I'm trying to think the year that that is expected to be uh, open, to, uh, you know, revisited or whatever right. they, they, they say these days on how they handle those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they re, re, re-put them, put them back after they open them and all that kind of thing. But huh. yeah, I know that's years, I think that's a few years away. Right. Um, but that's the only one I know of that's within proximity to downtown. There may be, there may be, there may be another out there. I, I'm not aware Again, speaking with Matthew Umstead, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley County, talking about Berkeley County 250th commemoration that gets kicked off tomorrow uh, at 2.50 p.m. Go figure. I see what you guys did there uh, with the 250 birthday celebration for Berkeley County down uh, downtown. And then, of course, the Apple Drop, which is going on. Now, uh, you guys are teamed up with the Apple Drop, right? Yes, we, we really are promoting the Apple Drop. And basically what we're telling everyone is to come down to the, you know, the history exhibit, uh, come down to the Apple Drop. You know, take it all in. You know, uh, spend the spend the uh, spend the afternoon, evening, night in downtown. You know, uh, you know, we we really are very much uh, collaborating with Main Street Martinsburg and and Robbie Blair. Uh, you know, and the staff and the board over there, uh, they're, they're doing a, a tremendous job. And, uh, we just really would like to, you know, encourage everyone to, to, you know, take it all in. Uh, we're serving light refreshments and, and, and a lot of people who come to the Apple Drop kind of, uh, come across to the library in the past years and have used the facilities, uh, mm. Uh, you know, as you know, for some 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 needed uh, refreshment right. there. So, you know, it's a complimentary uh, arrangement, and we would love to continue that. Absolutely. Now, before I let you go, because we got a few minutes here before we got to get to our first break, uh, at looking, you know, in the near future after you know all these uh, events get started here tomorrow, uh, what's the next big event on the horizon? I would say, um, well, first of all, I just want to emphasize that the Discovery Berkeley History Exhibit is not going to remain as a static exhibit. You mm-hmm. should know that it's going to change every couple months. Okay. Uh, it is going to, there's going to be new special installations. The timeline will remain, but there will be special exhibits throughout 2022. Actually, it'll be uh, rotated five times. Uh, after this this initial opening, huh. so there's actually going to be uh, periods uh, of focus. There'll be uh, there'll be a civil war focus. There will be probably a, a fruit industry focus. Mm-hmm. There'll probably be a, a mill uh, industry focus. There may be a railroad focus. I I, I don't want to speak definitively because right. uh, uh, Keith Hammersley really is the guy who's who's coordinating that. But I want to emphasize that if you see it this first time on Friday and you enjoy it, please you know keep it in mind. We'll, we'll promote uh, the iterations that are as they change and the new exhibits that come and are installed. We'll promote that, but keep that in mind. Keep coming back. We we would love to see people return and 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 engage with this exhibit throughout throughout 2022. But yes, there are there are several events starting. Mm-hmm. 
pretty much kicking, really getting uh, geared up in April, April 11th, uh, when the when the bill uh, creating Martin uh, Berkeley County was uh, passed by the uh, Virginia legislature. Uh, April 11th is that anniversary, and uh, uh, the bill uh, was obviously made it effective that the mm-hmm. county was created on May 15th. But but April 11th with the Explore Berkeley Challenge and the planting of 250 trees kicks off on on April 11th. So. Uh, those are the next two big uh, activities coming up. Well, I'm sure we'll have you on to uh, talk about those as they get Absolutely. a little bit closer. That would be great. That'd be great. Perfect. Again, speaking with Matthew Umstead, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley uh, County, talking about Berkeley County 250th commemoration. Real quick before I let you go, can you let everybody know where they can go to find out more about Berkeley 250? Yes, uh, just just go to our website, berkeleywv250.com, or in social media, hashtag berkeleywv250. Uh, and that should pull up uh, all of our social media platforms, and we'll have event information there as well. Yeah, Matthew Umstead talking about Berkeley County's 250th birthday commemoration that gets kicked off uh, tomorrow with the Discover Berkeley History Exhibit, the rotating Discover Berkeley History Exhibit uh, down at the Martinsburg Library. And then, of course, the app will drop a little bit later on uh, tomorrow evening. But again, Matthew Umstead, thanks for taking a little time to chat with me this morning. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome year of celebrations and events. I'm excited to see what you guys put out there. We are super excited, and uh, we really hope that everyone can gain a little bit of knowledge and a little, and take a little pride in the history of Berkeley County, and and learn a little bit about how uh, this county really has developed over the years and really prospered, uh, and and boomed, and 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 really has a really truly special history uh, tied with the George Washington family and just so many really cool, unique connections that would surprise you, uh, many people, surprise me as a mm-hmm. history history person. So come come to the exhibit. Check it out um, and uh, enjoy. You know that's what we're all about here: celebrating our our history and, and learning from it, and uh, and uh, taking the lessons and, and making a better Berkeley County uh, in the years to come. Yeah, Matthew Umstead, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley County, talking about Berkeley County 250th commemoration. Thanks for taking some time to chat with me on Panhandle Live this morning. Have a great day. You too, man. Stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. There must be some kind of way out of here. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit a new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha is out for today, but if you missed it, uh, before the break, we had Matthew Umstead on, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley County, talking about Berkeley County's 250th birthday commemoration, which is is going to get all started Well, the year of celebration and events all get started uh, tomorrow with the Discover Berkeley History Exhibit on December 31st down at the Martinsburg Public Library. Uh, and then, of course, that ties right in. And Well, it gets started at 2.50, by the way. Everything, I think, it started at 2.50 p.m. for the Berkeley County 250th commemoration. So uh, that keeps it easy to remember. But the Discover Berkeley History Exhibit tomorrow links right in with the Apple Drop, which is uh, going on in downtown Martinsburg, put on by Main Street Martinsburg and Shepherd University uh, Martinsburg Center. That's like the family-friendly New Year. Year's Eve uh, type of thing. They're going to have a big old apple downtown. I think one of the fire companies is uh, with the big hook and ladder is going to lower it down. And it's just like, uh, well, the ball dropping in the big apple, just 
a littler apple here in Martinsburg. So that's always fun. It gets started. Well, our uh, sister station, uh, today's 97.5, will be down there at 4.30 tomorrow playing music, and they'll be down there for the duration. I think it ends around 6.30 uh, or 7 o'clock, so then you can get the kids home and start your own New Year's celebrations, or you can just go to bed and then ring in the New Year tomorrow morning, with, or uh, Saturday morning, rather. Uh, with a nice cup of coffee or something. But yeah, if you missed any of the conversation with Matt Umstead uh, about Berkeley County 250th commemoration, you can listen back to that a little bit later on today over on our Parent Handle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. Uh, I've been all over kind of the history, you know, revealing thing recently, like I said, uh, in my conversation there with Matt, that, you know, down in Richmond, they're uncovering all of these time capsules. Underneath, uh, you know, I think it was a Robert E. Lee monument or something like that. And it's so cool to see, you know, the stuff they're pulling out of there. Although, I will say, unless I miss something, uh, it's been pretty, I guess, boring stuff they're pulling out of there. And, you know, when the grand scheme of things, it's just a couple of books and some newspapers and whatnot. Nothing too crazy. I think they said that they were possibly going to see a picture of Abraham Lincoln in his, like, casket or something like that. Like an original picture. But I don't know if they found any of that stuff. But uh, if we do end up getting some, you know, we're finding some time capsules around here that gets opened up, that would be pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, if you missed any of the two Berkeley County 250 talk, you can listen back to that a little bit later on today. But if you're a sports fan, especially a college sports fan, this has been a big couple of weeks here for you because it's just nonstop bowl games. I think there's a bowl game uh, literally for every team in the country if they want one. I think they just had to get six wins and they were in. Uh, but last night, well, before we get to talk about the Terrapins, I want to play uh, a little a clip here from the Gold, the Gold and Blue Report from Kyle Wiggs uh, over on Metro News. Just giving you a little recap on West Virginia sports. This is the Gold and Blue Report on Metro News. Putting an optimistic slant on the football season. Mountaineers finished 6-7 and seven following Tuesday's 18-6 loss to Minnesota in the guaranteed rate bowl. The Mountaineers must improve greatly on offense, but there are some significant building blocks returning. The top two players on the depth chart at every offensive line position will be back. The receivers are back, and Tony Mathis was one of the few bright spots in the bowl. Mountaineer coach Neil Brown is anxious to attempt to build upon what comes back. We got most of our football team coming back. You know, I would say we have as much coming back on our football team as anybody in the country. We're not all doom and gloom, all right, because every time we line up and play, the expectation is we win. All right, is Minnesota really good? Yes, they're a really, really good football team. All right, did our guys compete? Yes, we don't, it's not an effort issue, all right, but there's things, there's certain aspects of our program that we've got to get better, you know, so we're close, and I, that's what I told our team in the locker room, is we are close in, in, in a lot of areas, okay? We're really, really close, but we've got to do some things to get better to get back where we want to be. The focus for the football team now becomes the 2022 season opener on September 3rd against Pitt. Basketball this weekend, the WVU men's team is scheduled to open Big 12 play on the road at number 17 Texas Saturday, then play at TCU on Monday, although TCU's game Saturday against Kansas is already canceled. With the Golden Blue Report, I'm Kyle Wiggs, Metro News Sports. Let's look at your uh, West Virginia sports recap there. Of course, uh, Kyle Wiggs talking about the West Virginia loss to Minnesota in the guaranteed rate bowl on Tuesday, 18 to 6. And if you're a Mountaineers fan, that was a tough one to watch. And I turned it off right at halftime when Deggie threw that interception. And I figured, well, that was going to be it. And it looked like it was it. Again, West Virginia losing 6 to 18 to Minnesota in the guaranteed rate bowl. But if you are a Maryland Terrapins fan, goodness, you had a good day yesterday in the pinstripe bowl up in New York City. The Terps took down Virginia Tech, and this is a crazy stat line here, 54 
to 10. I mean, I know Virginia Tech's not real good, right? But uh, it's 54 to 10. It's a pretty lopsided bowl game uh, win there for the Terrapins. But that's huge for uh, the Terps down in College Park, especially for that po- program. They had 481 total yards to Virginia Tech's 259. Uh, they had the ball less than Virginia Tech. But that means they were pretty uh, efficient when they had it. 22 first downs to uh, Virginia Tech's 13. Uh, Tunga Vailoa, Tua's little brother, who was the uh, starting quarterback for the Terrapins, with 24 for or went 20 for 24 with 265 pass passing yards and two touchdowns. That is a pretty good game for him, especially in a big bowl game that was on national TV. So everybody got to see it. And when your last name's uh, Tunga Vailoa and your brother is Tua, everybody's going to be looking at you anyway. So uh, yeah, that's big for the Terrapins. I know a ton of people that went up there. I guess that's a pretty good excuse to go up to New York City for a while uh, if the Terrapins are playing, right? But anyways, coming up uh, here after the news break, I want to kind of go back at a couple of uh, big stories, kind of recapping the year that was 2021 a little bit here in local news. So we'll be going back and listen to a couple of the big headlines from uh, this past year here on Panhandle Live. But that's after the break again on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST. Part of the Panhandle story for 75 years. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm, Springless, Virginia, and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation, and provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location at downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Marsha is out for the day, and I just love this song. They don't make them like they used to, isn't that right? Know what you're supposed to say when you like a song from like the 80s or something? They don't make them like they used to. Again, that's Naked Eyes, Promises, Promises. And if you missed any of the show so far, we have Matt Umstead, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley County, on at the beginning of the show uh, to talk about Berkeley 250, the birthday commemoration for Berkeley County. Uh, again, turning 250 years old uh, in the spring, in May, I think he said or uh, April, somewhere around there. Uh, So that's when all the big, big events are going to be planned. But everything gets started tomorrow down at the uh, Martinsburg Public Library for uh, kind of a history exhibit for Berkeley County that they're going to be unveiling down there. That is a rotating exhibit. So if you go tomorrow to check it out and then you go a few months from now, it's going to be completely different. So that's always uh, fun and interesting. And then we had a little sports recap uh, there before the last break. But yeah, it's uh, coming up to the end of the year. And I think tomorrow... Marsha and I, because Marsha will be back tomorrow. I think we're going to have like a full kind of year-end recap uh, thing for you. But I've just been kind of perusing through our, you know, saved files and whatnot. Because I was talking to Marsha yesterday and I was like, man, this year seems like it's gone, you know, so fast that I don't really remember a lot of the big uh, headlines. And she was like, well, if you kind of look through the calendar, you'll realize how much stuff actually went down this year. My goodness, a lot of stuff uh, went down this year. So like I said, I think tomorrow we're going to be doing... 
kind of like an appropriate, proper uh, year-end recap thing. But one of the big stories that really stuck with me this past year uh, was the passing of the late Mayor Harriet Johnson because she was one of the first people, uh, I guess, figureheads, if you will. Well, the mayor, she was first mayor I was able to uh, really sit down and chat with once I started here on Panhandle Live. And uh, she was a great, amazing lady. I'm very fortunate to have spent uh, the little time that I did spend with her. But uh, here is Marsha Kavalik's uh, report. She does great reporting on stuff like this about when uh, Mayor Harriet Johnson passed away. Good morning. I'm Marsha Kavalik. Word came in yesterday evening that Martinsburg Mayor Harriet Johnson has passed away. She was the city's first female mayor. City Attorney Ken Sayer made the announcement at last night's city council meeting. The city has suffered a great loss. I don't believe that there's anybody else that loves the city of Martinsburg more than Harriet Johnson. Unfortunately, her term as mayor was very short, but she served on council and we were given information that she has now passed. And based upon that, the council determined that it was not appropriate to go forward with the business of the city today, and we're going to reschedule the meeting. Mayor Johnson talked to WEPM soon after she was elected. Since 1778, when Martinsburg was established, over 200 years, I am the first woman mayor. Talk about humbled and excited. The mayor could frequently be seen at events around town, snapping pictures and visiting with constituents. We have worked with our city public workers. Everybody's worked hand in hand, and I think you will see a huge difference in Martinsburg. Mayor Johnson had suffered a medical emergency on Sunday and had been hospitalized at Inova Fairfax. Again, that was Marsha Kabalik's report from a few months ago. Uh, unfortunately, when uh, Mayor Harriet Johnson passed away due to uh, an unexpected medical emergency, and that was uh, that was very sad. It was very shocking. I don't think anybody expected that one. But what the what was cool, I guess, if you can say that in this context for me, uh, being a newbie to the area, especially then, was seeing how you know Martinsburg and the surrounding area kind of came together to celebrate uh, the former Mayor Harriet Johnson. I mean, I still see some of the uh, posters and banners up in some of the windows around. Around downtown and around uh, Martinsburg itself, you know, they have uh, Marriott or Mayor Harriet Johnson's face and you know her kind of story and her bio on it. We still have her, uh, you know, business card here and the little placard from her uh, viewing, talking about all the great things she did and made. She did so much uh, for the town and for the area here around Martinsburg. And like Marcia said, uh, there in that news story from uh, when she passed, the day after she passed away, uh, she could always light up a room, not just with her personality, but with the clothing she was wearing because my goodness she wore some bright colors didn't she but uh, yeah that was definitely sad and that's definitely one of the one of the uh, headlines that really sticks into my brain but of course Mayor Kevin Knowles uh, that you know stepped in for uh, the late Mayor Harriet Johnson has just gone right with the up- upward trajectory that uh, Harriet Johnson kind of left in her wake, if you will. And uh, Mayor Kevin Knowles and City Manager Mark Baldwin and everybody over at City Hall have done a great job keeping everything you know moving forward at a pretty good clip too, I might add, because uh, you know how things can kind of slow down in uh, government from time to time. But they've got things moving in the right direction in a quick way, uh, and I think... The late Mayor Harry Johnson will be happy to see that. That's for sure. But yeah, tomorrow, uh, Marsha and I will be doing a little bit more of a proper year-end recap. But stick around. Coming up after the break, going to have the guys from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air on to talk about, uh, well, talking about, you know, people that do great things in the community. Well, these guys do amazing things in the community. So we'll see what they have been up to during the holiday season and what they got coming up for 2022. Again, going to be speaking with Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air here in just a few minutes on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four-state. 
This is Panhandle Live. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, attorneys at law. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Of course, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. You can visit our new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Joining me on the phone are Caleb and Jason from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air. How are you all doing today? We are doing well. Good. Have you had a good uh, holiday? I don't think we've spoke to you for a little while now. Did you have a good Christmas? Uh, are you getting ready for the new year? Getting ready for the new year. Our uh, office will be closed tomorrow, but no worries. We still have emergency service. So, But, yeah, we're going to let everybody just enjoy this new year and start out with a big bang next week. So uh, what did Santa bring you? Did he bring anything cool? Did he bring a new uh, maybe AC unit, something like that? Uh, well, you know what? We did. We got... So equipment is hard to get a hold of these days, as is everything. We got a big shipment in just uh, before Christmas. So we are ready to go. A lot of equipment we've got on stock now. Now I'm looking through uh, your guys' Facebook here, and I'm seeing some pictures from a holiday party. Now, uh, if your holiday party was anything like ours, it was probably dysfunctional, uh, but definitely fun all at the same time. So uh, it looks like you guys had plenty of fun. How was it? Oh yeah, we had an awesome time, and big shout out to Heritage Hall and Inwood. They they set, had a beautiful setup for us. But yeah, we had everybody there, kids, family, great food, fun. We even had the limbo. We were out there having some fun. <laughs> had some musical chairs too. Yeah. So. So who won uh, the uh, who won the limbo and the musical chairs? Did Caleb win that? No, no, I, I thought she worked pretty quick <laughs> on the limbo. I think Karina, she works in sales. I think she won the limbo. Yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. But, uh, well, that's but, uh, good. Yeah, we had a great time, and uh, Dale even dressed up like Santa. Well, I was going to ask you. I'm looking at a picture here of Santa and the Grinch. Now, who was who? Well, I had to be the Grinch. Oh. <sighs> so, I, I heard I gave some of the kids nightmares that night. Oh, my, my sister's kids. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, hey. Hey, I get told every time I tell somebody I work in radio that I have a face for radio, so I kind of feel the uh, same. I feel your sentiment there for sure. Oh my. <laughs> so, what else you guys got going on down uh, at Johnson and Johnson Heating and Air, especially now that we're getting into uh, the new year? Well, uh, we're kind of. Uh, if you're looking over our Facebook, I'm sure you saw uh, our pet of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Stormy. Uh, she's an eight-year-old uh, retriever mix, and she loves attention. And uh, they're thinking she's probably best with as a just a single pet or you're the only pet of a home um but she's a really high energy a great dog she's a little older so um they're looking for a home for her and we're hoping she can get placed here soon so so nobody at the uh nobody at the shop's taking a dog home yet not yet they keep talking they, they're not they're not they're not committing man, man. we got some committal problems here <laughs> <laughs> well some of these dogs are some of the sweetest looking dogs i think i've ever seen yeah, they are. So hopefully, we Stormy can find a job. You gotta like that name, Stormy. That's like a cool that. name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's so, so cute. Uh, I think we'll. I think the 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 Humane Society will be able to find her a home. Hopefully, oh, yeah. sometime this week. Uh, if you know, if anybody has any friends that you know are interested or whatever, just make sure to give them a call and ask about uh, Stormy. What kind? Of, what kind of a dog do you say it was? Uh, a retriever mix. Ah, well, that'll be useful yeah. around these parts. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, speaking with Caleb and Jason from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air. Now, uh, do you have any tips for people, especially this time of year? Because, it, I mean, what, it was 60 
yesterday it was almost 70 on Christmas Day, and then at night it's getting down into the 20s at some point. Uh, so, what are some smart, you know, heating and air practices this time of year when the you know temperature fluctuates as much as it does? So, you know, we get a lot of the biggest thing is when we get these temperature fluctuations is people tend to procrastinate a little bit, mm-hmm. and I, I fall in that part too on different things, but. Um, they wait till really cold weather sets in to have their equipment checked out. And um, it's just call, don't hesitate. Give us a call. We're running specials all the time. Um, and you can go on our website, jmjcomfort.com. But uh, let's get that equipment checked out before the weather sets in and stays cold. Absolutely. Um, so when we, we have to keep your filters checked, that's the number one thing air filters. Oh yeah, I keep seeing the uh, I keep seeing the pictures here uh, online that you guys post of some dirty air filters, and I don't even understand how they how they work when they're that clogged up. Oh, they don't. <laughs> I would say probably fifty percent of our service calls are related to dirty filters. So now, now I got to ask you I got to ask you another question since uh, I'm sure you've been working in the HVAC world for a while. Now I was riding around the other day with somebody that worked that worked at one point in uh, you know the heating and air world and we were driving by somewhere and they uh, pointed out the uh, unit on top of the building and kind of had their own personal opinion on why that wasn't the correct unit to be using on the building. Is that you when you're kind of driving around places you'll spot something out of the corner of your eye and be like, "Hey, that filter's probably dirty or that's not big enough for where it's at." Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter where I'm at. In fact, if you're riding along with somebody else that doesn't, not that's not their gig, heat and air conditioning. They're like, oh my goodness, would you be quiet about that? <laughs> so, you know, I, I'll be a unit out of level or that or that. You know, I'm just kind of like, oh, that drives me crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. I'm the same way too. If I hear you know dead air on the the radio somewhere for a few seconds, I think I have a panic attack, even if it's yeah. not you know my radio station. Anyways, again, speaking with Caleb and Jason from Johnson Johnson Heating and Air, uh, we got to let you go here in just a few seconds, or a few minutes rather, uh, but can you let everybody know how to get in touch with you? Maybe you got some deals coming up or some different things you want people to know about? Definitely. Just uh, go to our website, jnjcomfort.com, look at our specials. One of the big specials we have now is $1,000 off a new system or 0% uh, interest on our financing. So, but that's, we've had a lot of people take advantage of that $1,000 off. So, you know, the job folks out at $6,000, we will do it at 5000 if Ooh. you don't take the 0%. So, great, great time of year to take advantage of that. And, um, yeah, if you need us, we have contact forms online, or you can go to Google and schedule through there um, or give us a call. Perfect. Again, Caleb and Jace from Johnson Johnson Heating and Air. Thanks for taking a little time this morning uh, to chat with me here on Panhandle Live. And uh, I'm glad to hear you had a good uh, Christmas holiday. And I hope you have a great New Year as well. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. Happy New Year to you as well. And that was Caleb and Jason from Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, it is funny when you, you know, are out and about with people that are in, you know, these specific in- or injuries and these specific uh, industries, how, you know, they'll always spot something and you'll never notice it, like uh, an HVAC unit on top of a building. I wouldn't ever notice that uh, in my day-to-day, but if you're with somebody that does, it's always a little interesting. Uh, I could see, though, like Jason said, that it can probably get a little annoying if you're just doing it uh, constantly, but hey, I kind of like that kind of stuff uh if you're asking me but it just about does it for us here on panhandle out today got a few minutes left until the top of the hour if you missed it anything at the top of the show 
We had Matt Umstead, uh, Director of Strategic Planning for Berkeley County, on to talk about uh, the Berkeley 250 celebrations that are going to be getting started uh, tomorrow down at the Martinsburg Public Library for the Discover Berkeley History Exhibit. Uh, that goes from tomorrow, December 31st, 2021, all the way through December 31st, 2022. And uh, like Matt Umstead said in our uh, in our talk a little bit earlier this morning, uh, that it's going to be rotating. So if you go tomorrow to see it on the unveiling, well, if you go a few weeks or a few months later, it's going to be completely different with all kinds of different uh, historical artifacts and pictures and things like that to check out. It sounds like it's pretty immersive and pretty impressive. So uh, I'm going to definitely try and get down there to see it. But the grand opening reception is tomorrow, New Year's Eve at 2.50 p.m. Go figure uh, the Berkeley County uh, 2.50 commemoration that the events get started at 2.50 p.m. And it goes till 5.30 uh, so go on down there to the Martinsburg Public Library for this exhibit. And then, of course, stick around down there for the Main Street Martinsburg uh, and Shepherd University Apple Drop 2021, which that is a really cool event. I love the towns have started doing that, especially because it's it's tough to try and coordinate a New Year's Eve you know, night celebration night. Uh, if you got kids, because midnight is, you know, pretty late. I mean, that's late for me. Anyways, I was up till midnight last night uh, and I woke up this morning thinking that, you know, I was still in a dream walking around my apartment. But uh, yeah, it's tough for the little ones. So uh, this apple drop and I know like Hagerstown does a donut drop and I'm sure there's all kinds of different small towns and bigger towns around that are doing, you know, their own uh, special versions of these apple drops if you will, but it's going on downtown. Starts at 4.30 tomorrow. Our sister station, today's 97.5, will be down there. I know Rona will be down there, uh, the morning show host over there. Uh, at 4.30, playing music, giving out all kinds of stuff. There's going to be T-shirts and probably Frisbees and koozies and you name it. There's uh, all kinds of stuff they'll be giving away down there. Uh, and then, of course, the Apple Drop is around 6.30, I believe. And then uh, there you go. You got the rest of your day to either put the kids to bed, put yourself to bed, wake up uh, in a new year, or go out and do uh, some New Year's Eve partying, I guess. But I have no idea what I'm doing yet. I never know what I'm doing for uh, for New Year's Eve. This holiday always kind of just sneaks up on me, it seems. But I know exactly what I'll be doing from at least 4.30 to 6.30, and that's being down at the Apple Drop in downtown Martinsburg. Now, if it sounds like I'm kind of uh, flubbing around here these last couple of minutes, it is because I forgot to uh, get a song ready here. And, you know, I've been super in. I've been listening a lot to our uh, other sister station, 95.9 The Big Dog. Love me some classic country music. And I was listening to that yesterday. And let me see if I can't find... Something here. Goodness, I am struggling with music. This is what happens when I don't have Marsha with me. I don't have my, uh, you know, backup Marsha here to help me do a little banter. Oh, we'll just do this one. Why not? This is not classic country whatsoever, but the first one, <laughs> the first one that got my eyes. So here you go. Thanks for hanging out with me on Panhandle Live this morning. You can listen back to the entire episode over on our Panhandle Live Facebook and Spotify pages. Actually, I'm going to change it because I want to do this one. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. Trio Williams lived down the dirt road. Homemade wine like nobody I know I dropped by one Friday night and said Can you help me Creole? 
Got a little girl waiting on me and I, I want to trade her right. He said, I got what you need, son, as we step down in the cellar. He reached through the cobweb as he turned on the WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.